T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Trust the Tape, episode 72, give or take. I'm Jeff Cavanaugh at JC1053 on Twitter, alongside Dane Brugler at DP Brugler, who just got back from Indianapolis, the NFL Combine. And after password uh, troubles, we are now on a computer, logged in, and able to actually record things. So welcome to Trust the Tape, the post-Combine edition. Good morning, Dane. Morning, Jeffrey. How are we doing today? I'm good. How was Taco Bell? Uh, very, very balanced breakfast. Yeah. Um, my mom would be proud. Good. Yeah. Oh boy. That's what she taught me. Breakfast hey, is the most important meal of the day. I had Taco Bell for lunch and dinner for about a four year run there. And oh. I thought it was glorious. And you're still here to talk I, about it. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I, I have a lot of health problems. <laughs> uh, I'm not regular, but here we are. Taco Bell's got a very underrated breakfast. Uh, just throwing that out there. Okay. Well, eat I'd, something quick. Uh, I do do worse. I need something quick, and there's probably one close by. So as soon as we're done trusting the tape, I'll be over there. All right, the combine's over, Dane, and it's time to just throw all of the tape out the window and just trust the numbers. So I had to redo Hmm. all of my rankings, all of the players Mm -hmm. that I watched that uh, didn't test uh, super well. I moved them to day three, Mm. and all of the guys that jumped well and ran fast, I have in round one. Am I doing this right? Troy Apke, top 20 pick? I got Troy Apke going number two. Okay. Yeah, I have Troy Apke going number two. That'd be fun. Uh, He's fast, and he Mm -hmm. jumped well. So I got him going number two overall. And my top quarterback, let's see, Lamar Jackson didn't run, so he's out. Hmm. Uh, My top quarterback is now, I'm going to go JT Barrett. Nope, I got to go Josh Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen. Okay, so no, that's not how this works. But welcome back from the Combine. And let's put a nice little bow on this thing. What do you want to do? You want to go position by position? I have them all in front of me. Sure. Uh, yeah, we can just start with quarterback, work on down the line, talk about who impressed us, maybe who disappointed, uh, just any other observations uh, from the week in Indy. Okay, watching the quarterbacks, I'm just going to tell you this, and then you can correct me wherever I make mistakes. I thought throwing the ball, the top two guys were Baker and Josh Allen. Mm. And then I thought you could go down to Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen. I was a little disappointed by Rosen mm-hmm. throwing the football. Lamar, I thought, was kind of up and down, kind of like his tape, where it was like the outside, down the field stuff was inconsistent, inside stuff looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Rosen just, he wasn't as accurate as I thought he was going to be, especially in that setting. But Josh Allen won, and that's not a surprise. Baker won, and I think he's just... He's so competitive. He's going to win everything he does. And that's what I got. I was a little surprised Allen performed as well as he did, just because even though, you know, we, we knew he had a big arm, but he was fairly accurate. Um, he did a nice job uh, kind of shortening his stride, uh, cleaning up some mechanical issues. And you could tell he's been working at it uh, the last few months uh, since the season ended. So credit to him. He came and did what he needed to do. Uh, obviously, he was showing off a little bit at times. 
Yeah. I saw him make about a 70-yard throw, and I was yeah. like, hold on. Nobody else has thrown it 70 <laughs> yards on this drill, sir. Not, We're trying to hit it in a window there. Not that it really matters, but, yeah, it's still impressive nonetheless. Uh did you see his? Did you see on Twitter the his forty yard dash compared to Moe's from the Office? No, it's hilarious. No, I did find, find that on Twitter. It's amazing. Uh, but yeah, Josh Allen had had a good week. He he did exactly what he needed to do. I I agree with you. And after the quarterbacks threw, I reached out to one of my scout buddies who, I mean, you can say he has a gen, an agenda or what, but this is one of my good scout buddies who you know is not gonna say anything that's. Not true, or at least what his opinion is. Just one opinion. He thought Baker Mayfield was the most impressive. He thought everything was quick, everything was efficient, accurate. Uh, no surprise there. He thought Josh Allen was next. Uh, some consistency, and then he put Lamar Jackson and Josh Rosen tied for third. Uh, it was just unimpressed. Or he used the word underwhelming. So yeah, I, I think that go- kind of goes along with what you said. And I don't disagree. I don't. I don't. There. I don't have any strong. Uh, Strong uh, d- debates there. I, I thought. I think I would, for the most part, agree with you. Uh, disappointed we didn't get a chance to see Sam Darnold uh, in that type of setting, but uh, you know, for the most part, I think Baker came and did what he, what we expected. Josh Allen did maybe a little bit more than we expected, and Lamar and Josh Rosen both uh, maybe a, a tick under what we hoped. Okay, we move on to the running backs, where running back is one of the positions at the Combine where unless something is really, really alarming, I'm not that worried about it. Sure. Because I remember uh, when I was told after a Combine that Dalvin Cook wasn't a very good athlete, Mm. and I was like, okay, that's cool. I've watched him play, uh, and he's a dynamic player, and he is, and he will be. So at running back, I'm not too terribly concerned about it. I was a little bit surprised that Nick Chubb measured better than Sony Michelle. Yeah, that surprised me a little bit because on tape I feel like Michelle is the explosive guy and Chubb is kind of the workhorse. Like hand it to me a bunch and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to break tackles and Tony Michelle was the acceleration and the sort of the instant burst and he didn't really test that way. But again, hmm. that's okay. I'll no, trust the tape. But right. that was interesting to me. Chubb had almost identical uh, jumps as Saquon Barkley and uh, nearly identical uh, 20 shuttle. I mean, Barkley blew him away in the 40, but for two bigger guys, uh, I thought that was interesting. But no, I think you're right. Nick Chubb, he he performed well. Uh, I think it all comes down to the medicals. Uh, During When he came through for the media session, he said the medicals went well and all that, but we'll have to wait and see what, what teams think and make sure they agree with that. Um, I was kind of surprised Michelle didn't test better. I think he's a better athlete than what the numbers say. Yeah, me too. Uh, th- some of my late round guys or mid round guys that I like. Uh, one of them, Mark Walton at Miami. Yeah, didn't run well. No, and that's didn't it, jump well. Everything about it was like, huh? But it's like, interesting. Like but the, he lo- but he looks better than that on yeah. tape. So I'm fine. The best but, thing you like about him is some of those jump cuts and his yeah. ability to just go, you know cut and go. Uh, but the numbers do not match up with uh, what you see on tape, so that that was interesting. It, it, kind of like Dalvin Cook last year. Yeah, you, know, you mentioned it, but I'm not worried about it. But I will revisit. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll look at Walton again. Just, to, but I, I feel pretty good about what I saw. I, I've seen enough of him that I'm not that worried about it. And then John Kelly at Tennessee is another guy that I like in the middle rounds. Uh, let's see, the jumps are pretty good. The short shuttle is bad. The three cone is okay, and he didn't run a forty. So, again, none of this stuff that big of a deal, but that was surprising. 
Uh, tough for Ronald Jones that he pulled up on the 40, and we didn't yeah. have him run anything else. But Makes he, the USC Pro Day that more more uh, interesting with Darnold and uh, Jones having to do everything. Yeah, and Jones is going to be a trust-the-tape guy for me anyway. Right. You, you can tell me, Tess, however you want. I've watched him play. That dude understands how to run the football. If he did not work out at USC's Pro Day, I don't think it'd matter at all. Yeah, I would still have him as a first-round player. And I know that's higher than a lot of people, but if he's not... If you have him lower than a second-round player, I don't think you watched him. That's going to be my opinion on that. One other uh, running back who I thought impressed, Bo Scarborough at 228 pounds. Ran a 4.52, 40-inch vert, 10.9 in the broad. Uh, really impressed. I'm surprised he was only 228. I thought he was a yeah. 240 guy. Right, yeah, he does look a little bigger. He's, just, he's that bigger-framed, lean-muscled. I don't know. I don't See, in my mind, he's not a true running back. He's more of a... Just kind of hybrid guy. You want to flex him out. You want to give him space where he doesn't have to think too much. Just give him those open lanes uh, on the outside. That's what's gonna. That's where he's really gonna do his best work. But uh, good numbers for Scarborough to potentially. I think he's on the out. I think he's a day three player trying to get into the top one hundred, and he didn't hurt himself at the combine. Next wide receiver, Dane. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley is out of the first round. I saw it. He, I'm told he's like uh, in the seventh percentile of athletes. He can't play. Give me a break. Calvin Ridley is out of the first round, Dane. Is he still wide receiver one? No, there's no question. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, no people, question. People would talk about uh, you know, the production, lack of production, uh, and people who talk about, you know, they're overly worried about the with numbers he produced, they, you might as well be wearing a sign that says, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, that hurts. I mean, the, you watch the... I moved into the fourth round. Oh, not the fifth? No. You got him in the mid-rounds there. I'm going to trust the tape, leave him in the fourth. Yeah, he, he's the top receiver in this draft. Uh, a guy that can get open at will. Um, now, I think it is certainly possible that teams in the top 15 might not be too jazzed about uh, a wide receiver who... Uh, didn't test off the charts, who doesn't really project as a number one receiver. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked at all if maybe he slips. I think he could be there at 19 for the Cowboys. I think that's very realistic. Here's the problem with uh, the take that Calvin Ridley hurt himself. Now, I will say this. DJ Moore helped himself. Uh, yeah. DJ Moore helped himself big time. And maybe we'll get to that in a second. We will. It separate. Oh, yeah. Calvin Ridley, here's the thing. If you see the numbers that say he's a really terrible athlete, he just shouldn't have jumped. Right. That's what Calvin Ridley shouldn't have done. Calvin Ridley should have shown up, got measured, ran a 40 and 4-4-3, ran a three cone in 6-8-8, and gone home. Yeah. And everybody would have said, oh, look at that. He's uh, he's in the 80th percentile. Right. But instead, he jumped. And what's important here is this, I think it's the Josh Norris term. Where does he win? Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley. Here's Calvin Ridley's deal. If you draft Calvin Ridley and you want lower body explosion to run a guy over in the open field, you drafted the wrong guy, mm-hmm. and you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. If you want Calvin Ridley to go win a jump ball with his vertical, and that's your plan when you draft him, you're an idiot. If you want him to use his speed and his ability to turn and run routes to get open, well, by God, you drafted him for the right reason, and he tested like he can do it. <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it. Isn't that weird? And that matches the tape. Crazy. And that, that matches exactly what you see when you watch Alabama tape, and he's getting open at will in the quarterback just can't find him because he's looking at the wrong place or he's he already took off and started to uh, run the ball. So, yeah, it, Calvin Ridley, 
he's the top receiver in this draft, in my opinion, and nothing he did at Indy is going to change that. The only thing that surprised me was the short shuttle. I thought he'd run better than a 4-4 in the short shuttle, and he didn't. Uh, maybe he'll do it at Pro Day, and he'll yep. put up a better number. Pro Day, is, I think it's, it's this week. Yeah, they do theirs pretty quick, don't yeah. they? Well, study real fast on that. Okay, other guys at wide receiver. DJ Moore, I thought, if he's not the biggest winner, he's one of the biggest winners of the combine because we thought he was 5'10", and the dude's six foot tall. And then at six foot tall, he ran a four four two. He's running the same as Calvin Ridley's running. He's jumping eleven feet in the broad. He's almost forty inches in the vertical. He's four oh seven in the short shuttle, the change of direction. He's a great time in the sixty shot. Everything about him, he tested as an elite athlete with good tape. And so while I'm not pulling Ridley down at all, I am raising DJ Moore up. And if you want to say, hey, I would take DJ Moore over Calvin Ridley, not I'm not crazy. mad at you. Yeah, not crazy. That's cool. Hey, However you like him, that's Mo- your deal. Moore entered the combine as my clear number two wide receiver. Uh, and I think he had a, I, he was number 30 overall on my board, uh, the number two receiver. He's only going to move up. And, you know, again, we use the the measurements that the NFL teams are using for a lot of these underclassmen. He was listed at 5'11", at Maryland. NFL teams had 5'10 on their sheets. He comes in at six foot even. I mean, great number. And then he runs. And I think this is a case of uh, you know a guy like Rashawn Galden, who did not run as we expected. I got him in the sixth round. But I'm going to trust the tape. Same with DJ Moore. Yes, he ran a 4-4-2, but he doesn't play like a 4-4-2 athlete. He plays like a 4-4-8 athlete, and that's fine. So I'm not going to just really prop him up just based on that 4-4-2 number. But it is great to see because he tested off the charts. And uh, like you said, it matches the tape. DJ Moore absolutely put himself in the first round conversation. Uh, and again, yeah, it would not surprise me if a team preferred Moore over Ridley. Uh, I don't think that'll be a consensus by any means. But Moore was absolutely one of the biggest winners uh, this week. He only cemented his status as a number two receiver in this draft. Now, this guy you don't have to comment on because I've heard you talk about him. And I know you're a hater and mm-hmm. everybody let you make it. So I'm going to let you make it. But Michael Gallup, 6'1", 205, 45140. Pretty good jumps, good three cone. My guy's good. I'm going to take him at 50, and I'm not going to look back, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, you just don't just don't talk about him. What about – if you uh, don't like him as a top 50 player, just don't talk about him. I, I, I know. I mean, you – Just don't. You're his agent, right? Don't talk about him. He runs routes. He He'll does. He'll go get the football. He's tough after the catch. It's my guy. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot. Uh, Equiminia St. Brown. Okay, you don't want to know what I did on tape. On tape, I have him in the fourth. Oh, wow. Uh, I gave him a 2-3 based off tape. Okay. Just off tape. I put him in the fourth, and let me see here. So his testing, 4-4-8, he didn't really do anything else. So he's almost 6-5, moves pretty well. 2-15? Yeah, so there's... There's a lot to like. I didn't love him. I have a massive, massive mashup of the second oh, yeah. and third round, and I put him behind that group. I'll revisit it, and maybe I need to. Maybe I need to go back to 2016 when he had the great Deshaun Kaiser thrown to him. When uh, there are so few receivers in this draft that have the potential to be a number one wide receiver in the NFL, Sutton does. I think Sutton and St. Brown are the two that stand out the most for me as legitimate chances to grow and develop into an NFL number one. Uh, and that's why, I mean, they're, they're both, I have them both with twos. Um, 
but it wouldn't shock me if St. Brown would even go higher uh, just because, for again, he has the number one potential. And for a young kid who is kind of just figuring things out, uh, he's only 21 years old, he's going to be interesting. He's going to be one of these receivers to watch uh, as we get closer because I think he's on the, he's on the rise. Uh, and so it wouldn't shock me if we see him somewhere top 40, but we'll have to see. Okay, one guy that I'm just going to just brag for a second. Listen, if you watch and you know what you're doing, you weren't surprised by this, but there was a big Auden Tate uh, fan club out there. A lot of people that thought he was a really, really good player, and that's fine. He might end up being a productive NFL player, but on tape, I was just telling everybody he can't run. No, The dude can't can't run. He can't. And I was being told, well, he's going to outrun Sutton. He's going to run on the low four fives, and I was like, that's cool. Just, I need to make a 12-ounce wager with you because he's running in the four sixes at best. And he barely got in the four sixes. Four six eight for Auden Tate is what I have, the Florida State guy. Not good jumps. He's a big guy. And he can win. He can high point he the can ball. High point. He, he can, can win 50-50. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's just not a good athlete. No, he reminds me a lot of Devin Funches. Um, and Funches has started to come around uh, in Carolina, but... Yeah, I mean, we're still talking about a guy that's not going to separate, and you kind of have to manufacture catches for him. Uh, He might be able to help you out in the red zone. That might be his calling card, especially early on. But I don't know. I find it hard to get excited about Auden Tate. Christian Kirk had a bad combine. He didn't have a good combine. Christian Kirk, straight line, 447. That's fine. Um I thought he'd be around there, if not a little faster. I was really surprised by his low numbers. Bad short shuttle, bad 60 shuttle, average three cone at best, bad Vertical, yeah. I I don't know. He looked like a better athlete than that. Not a great athlete, but a better athlete than that. He was not... I didn't think he was a super twitchy change of direction, Mm -hmm. but I thought he was good enough. Right. You know, so now you got a slot guy that's not real quick you have a slot guy with some straight line speed that's more is he going to be more power and speed than quickness it's just weird in the nfl it's weird Mm -hmm. Uh, and i don't like doing this i'll drop christian kirk because i think for me the group is so close that if you said hey where'd you have christian kirk and dj Moore? oh pretty close to each other after the combine i'm like okay i know which one's going ahead of which right and i'm doing that off of the combine which you know, we call this trust the tape, but that's what I'm seeing. I see one guy is an incredible athlete and one guy's average. Well, and my big question at what with, he was supposed to be good at. Right. My big question with Kirk has always been can he play on the outside? And these, I don't think he can. These numbers, uh, you because know, on tape, we don't get a chance to see it. He was basically a, a slot only player in college at AM, and these numbers do not help his case. For going moving outside, he's not a big guy. Uh, he can run fast in a straight line, but he does not show the the twitchy athleticism that he's going to be able to separate at will. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, Christian Kirk uh, did not help himself, and if anything, he might fall down a few spots for some teams just because he's. Yeah, uh, I think you have a good idea of what you're getting, but I think you have a good idea of. You know, he doesn't have a huge ceiling. He's not going to get that much better. I mean, he kind of is what he is, and that's not a bad thing. You can uh, he can help you win ball games, but uh, you know, if you're going to draft him, you know, top forty, I think you're looking for more uh, dynamic threat than what he's going to offer. Cortland Sutton had a great combine. He did 
if he could have run a tick faster in the 40, that would have been great. But mid four fives is fine. Well, it's funny because we... Uh, his agilities were awesome. Yeah, they really were. We talked Which, about... That's on tape. That's on tape. You watch is, him when he's is. running his deep routes. His ability to turn and shift while he's moving full speed. It's there. It's on tape for you. It, it is. He's a very fluid guy. And, you know, we talked about his 40-yard dash. Is he a 4.52 athlete, a 4.58 athlete? And he came in basically right in the middle. Um, so he, he's not a he's not a blazer. He's not going to, you know, beat you on vertical routes consistently. I had him as a 4.56 guy in my head, and I was way off by yeah. one hundredth of a second. It, really, when it, with Sutton, it just comes down to route running. Uh, he needs to become... Uh, better with his, you know, the stem, better sink, uh, better job setting up defenders. And I think he can do that. It's just it's going to take a little bit of time for him. Uh, and so Sutton and St. Brown, to me, the two guys with number one potential. Uh, a few other notes with these wide receivers. Anthony, I still don't know what James Washington is. Yeah. I still just don't know. He didn't have a great combine. It was, it he was just a, out there and he was okay. Yeah. He was okay. Uh, Anthony Miller. Uh he just got cleared with his foot, so that's good news. Uh, he did not work out. I think well, he put up 22 reps on the bench, which was a big number for him. Uh, but he, uh, he he's a guy that's going to work out at the pro day, hopefully. Uh, said he just started sprinting, so good news there. DJ Chark, 4-3-4. We know the NFL, they want speed, and they want explosive plays, and DJ Chark uh, can provide that the fastest 40 of this year's wide receiver group jumps uh, out the gym. Like if he ended up going six, three late first round, it shouldn't surprise anybody. Yes. Yeah, too early for me, but I, I like everybody else hates him. I like him. This is my guy. My guy's going to go to the NFL and he's going to make plays. He's nobody wants to cover six, three running a four, three. No, nobody wants to cover that. The NFL is looking for explosive plays and he can offer that. And even if he's, he's not going to be a guy that's going to go Eight for one sixty and uh, you know two touchdowns a game, but if no, you, no, no. We're gonna catch. We're gonna catch no. three to four balls a game exactly. between seventy and a hundred yards, and we're gonna we're gonna get the ball down the field. That's it, exactly. He's good for an explosive play here or there. We're a better. We're a bigger Ted Ginn. That, that's yeah. that's my comparison for him. Oh, is really? Ted Ginn. He's in that mold where yeah, he's a little bigger. He's a little more physical. There's some inconsistency there. You know, they don't always know how to best use that speed. But there, there is definitely some similarities there. So DJ Chark uh, wouldn't be shocked at all if he ends up in the first round for a team looking for explosive plays on offense. Goodbye, wide receiver. Hello, tight end, and hello, Mike Gesicki. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about tight ends. <laughs> no, yeah, I am. I'm talking about sir. T E zero seven NFL Combine. Mike Gesicki. Let's be real. Let's be real. He's a wide receiver. Well, Mark Andrews is listed as a tight end too. Mark Andrews is a much more just because he didn't do it on film doesn't he's projects much more as a wide receiver or as a tight end than wide receiver. But Gasecki They're the same guy. Oh, they're not. Andrews is eight pounds heavier. Eight pounds heavier, okay. Nine pounds heavier. <laughs> he's built. He's more a thick, like a he's tight a thicker end. looking dude. He yeah. is. Gasecki Mark Andrews, you're gonna be like, All right, welcome to training camp. You line up next to the tackle and put your hand on the ground. He's gonna go, huh? I haven't done that. Yeah. They're both the same thing. They're going to be confused as hell when you tell them to put a hand on the ground. It's funny how Oklahoma listed him as uh, Mark Andrews as a wide receiver his first three years, and then this past year they're like, okay, we'll move you to tight end. What? His role didn't change, didn't but on the anywhere. on the roster it says tight end now. Uh, you said he had a great, awesome he combine. He, really he had an did. awesome combine. And we expected it. I mean, he's a former volleyball and basketball player. We knew I he was going to test well. I didn't expect a mid to low 4-4. I did not expect a three cone at 6-7-6. Six, six. I didn't expect <laughs> that 60 shuttle. 
I didn't see a guy on tape that's twitched up and separating. No, I no. Saw, Not as a route runner. Yeah, I saw a guy that's kind of down the field, ball up high, uh-huh. use your body, shield defenders, who I like as kind of a third-round guy. You could tell I didn't know he was he's, that athlete. He's been working <laughs> at these drills. Because uh, a lot of times you watch him, and in his routes, his legs are getting tied up beneath him, and he doesn't have that efficiency at the top of routes where he can – use that suddenness and create his own separation but Penn State trained well for the combine I'd say so uh, so much for you we can talk I mean I, I think there's still a few people out, uh, out there that talk about the lack of speed in the Big Ten you can go ahead and stop talking about that yeah they can run a little bit uh anybody else at tight end that you want to talk about real quick uh well unfortunately we couldn't talk about Dallas Goddard still nursing the hamstring uh, what, what's your guess on his 40 do you think he's in the four fives no, I'd say four sixes. Okay, like so, four six seven, four six eight. Do you think he would test similar to Hayden Hurst? Uh, yeah, because Hurst was what a four six seven. He was four six seven. He wasn't great on the agilities, uh, but he's a ten foot jump. He's kind of okay. He's kind of what he was. Right. You and don't have a lot of explosive, sexy tight ends this year. You just you got some guys that can do the job. Goddard's also ten pounds heavier than Hurst. Um, so. Fatty. I think they would come in around similar 40 times. I love this tight end class. I really do. I, I There's so many quality players from Goddard and Hurst, Andrews, Ian Thomas, Kaseki, Smythe, uh, Disley can play a little bit. Uh, Dalton Schultz is okay. And there's so many tight ends in this group that if, if your team needs a tight end, this is the draft to go ahead and take one. Even if you wait until the third or fourth round, still be able to find some quality. Uh, now let's move on to the offensive line. Where, oh, I didn't even print that off because uh, offensive line, uh, I, I trust the tape. Except well, Orlando Brown. I say bef- I moved him down. Before the combine, I, I tweeted this out. I said, Orlando Brown, we know he's a heavy-footed athlete. He's breaking records at the combine. He doesn't need to be the best athlete among the offensive line. I mean, he just can't be the worst. Well, he was the worst of all time, maybe. He had an historically poor combine. And it's like, en- enough that... Like you don't want to move guys up or down based on the, just on the numbers. I did. With Orlando Brown, they were that bad that you you have no choice. You have to. Like, unless, how is that athlete going to stay in front of pass rush? Exactly. Line. I don't know. Line pass rushes up wide nine and just you should be able to feast on a not Where do you athlete pick like him? that. Where do you pick him now? I had him as a <sighs> second to third round player, more of a second round player. I don't know. I think day I, three. I, maybe I think you take them of, off the board. Yeah, I think a lot of teams will have him on day three. Um, you have to really, really trust the tape if you're going to take him higher than the day three. I mean, Did he just round. lose millions of dollars? Yeah. I mean, there's Who, no who's way around his agent? It. If you know you're going to do that, why don't you not work out? I know. I know. If you don't work out, you go in the top fifty or sixty. If right. he just gets measured and goes home, he's in the top fifty or sixty. Yeah. Now he's going to get picked a hundred and eighteenth. And and don't don't lift, you know, like fourteen reps. Don't do it. Like at least give the illusion that you're a bad athlete, but you're powerful and really strong. And you know, and he still is. I mean, it's not like he's weak. You know, the the, the bench press is not really indicative of you know his power, but it, it's still just a bad look when you produce your dead last in like six different categories. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys. I can grab every sheet on here at every position. And there's guys who didn't do certain tests. Mm-hmm. And some of them won't do it at all. Right. And if they do it, their pro day on a handheld, it's because the time will be better and people will be fine with it. Mike Williams ran his 40 at a pro day mm-hmm. because he didn't want to be on that clock. He didn't want to run a 4 6. 
guys don't do things they're bad at. And someone let Orlando Brown go out there and do all of that. They should be fired. Yeah. They should be fired today. If you knew those times going in, which all these guys, that's all they're doing is training and figuring out these times. I mean, there's no hiding from it. I mean, teams knew he wasn't a great athlete, but these were historically bad times. And I It'll be the wa- least athletic left tackle of all time I don't wanna, in the modern NFL. I don't want to harp on it too much. Uh, you know, and this guy's already been, you know, his grave's already been dug, but... Um, I hope he makes it. Sure, I absolutely. hope he still manages look, to be an okay player. He can compensate for some of that with the wide base, with the huge wingspan, but he's his lower body is just, it's not what you want in a tackle. And that's what was my struggle with him just based on tape is I don't want a heavy-footed tackle. I, I just I don't want one. And again, no, There's he can, too many 250-pound rushers in the league today. Yeah, absolutely. They're it, running circles. He can compensate in the Big 12. The NFL is a different, uh, you know, different ball game. I don't know. We'll have to see where he lands, but... That became Orlando Brown became one of the more interesting uh, storylines of, of draft weekend. So stay tuned on that. Any other offensive line? No, I told you as long as you test and it doesn't jump about, out at me, you're fine. Did you study Colton Miller, UCLA? Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, I'm okay. sorry. That was so, that was that's not the way to talk about a college kid. Uh, how, how the, you, fir- the mocking him in the first round thing is mm-hmm. insane to me. Oh, he's not on tape. I think a, you're off by three rounds. On tape, he's a, on tape, he's a fourth round player. Right. So how do you, I mean, he has great numbers, and that goes towards development. Going cool, towards, I, I agree, but I don't think it'd be a surprise if Colton Miller went top 20 because of these numbers. Teams will buy into the numbers and think that, okay, we can develop him and you know get something more out of him. But yeah. Tear it up, guys. I, I, it is a weird tackle class, though. You ask me who the oh, top tackle is. I'm not that certain. Are you going to, Connor Williams, 33-inch arms, he's under 300 pounds. Is and he'll get above 300, but yeah, 33 inch arms. I mean, our team's going to talk about him as a guard now. Oh yeah. I think he'll, I think half the league will have him as a guard. Half the league will have him as a tackle. I think that is Tyro Crosby going to be my top tackle. <sighs> McGlinchey. McGlinchey maybe. Uh, I got some second round guys. I don't have a first round guy. Now, obviously somebody will go in the first round, multiple right. somebodies, but I don't have a guy graded there anymore. I don't have one. Right. I thought about Connor Williams. I didn't know he was. Uh, T-Rex armed and 295 pounds. But yeah, I don't have I don't have a first round tackle. No. So I'm cheering no. for every team that I don't like to pick one. On Go my fir- on my first draft board in January, I had my the first tackle on my board was like 28, 29, and that was Carter Williams. How many interior guys do you have ahead of your first tackle? I would have James Daniels, well Quentin Nelson Quentin of course Nelson. is first. Isaiah Wynn second. Uh James Daniels, Daniels third. I was third. Will Hernandez, Billy Price. So five. Five guys in front of your first tackle. Yeah. And that brings us to Billy Price, who unfortunately had a partial tear of his pec uh, when uh, when benching. And a guy that started 55 games at Ohio State, set a record, didn't miss any time. Can't stay healthy on the bench. Just one of those freak things. And, you know, we're going to hear people say, oh, they shouldn't work out and all that. Just give me a break. He could have done that. You know, this morning I mean, if out. somebody said I'm not doing the bench because it doesn't matter, I'd been like, yeah, he's right. I mean, it. I like I like to know how a guy, how much he works, and you know, what if he just tells you, like, listen, I promise you, I was going to put that bar up 24 times. Have a great day. And in I, his case, I was going to put that bar up 34 times. But have if a great day. But if you're good at it, then you show off. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's if you're a fast athlete, then go out, run the 40, and show off. And Billy Price, with his short arms and his power. I thought he was going to put up 40 reps and unfortunately put up three and then walked off the stage. Uh, but to his credit, he came out and faced the music the next day, 
we'll have to see if he's going to need surgery or not. Regardless, he should be back at some point during training camp, and I don't think this will have a huge effect on his draft status, uh, but we're just kind of in wait-and-see mode based on the second and third opinions he's going to get. Defensive line? Yeah. Harold Landry is a first-round lock, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he went in the top 15. Uh, over 6'2", over 250, and a three-cone under 6.9 seconds. He, he's Plus cut, the junior year tape. He's cut from the same You're cloth good. as a Vic Beasley, Von Miller. Uh, you know, they're, they're different, but they're cut from the same cloth. And, yeah, again, he led this, the FBS and sacks as a junior. Gimpy ankle uh, injuries plagued him as a senior, but this guy still can rush the passer. And, yes, he's a tick undersized, but, yeah, the team's going to get a really good pass rusher at some point in the first round. Other guys from the defensive line that jumped out to you? Uh, you know, Bradley Chubb didn't have the best three cone, but I thought in the rest of the drills he was he did pretty well. Um, I don't think he anything changed with his status as a, a top five player in this draft. Uh, guy, Deron Payne had a nice combine. A guy that we talked a lot about coming in about how important the combine was for him was Hercules Mataafa, and for a guy that's so quick off the off the snap, you, I expected good good numbers with his jumps with uh, uh his ability to uh you know that natural explosion and he didn't I mean, what do you have in the vert like 31 uh 31 and a half yeah and so i the combine did not help mod off as we try to peg where he's going to be in the nfl i mean he's not going to be an interior defensive lineman we know that can he stand up is he an edge rusher i mean these numbers really didn't help uh, ease any concerns about that transition. Arden Key, on what he did, I don't think he had a very good combine either. He was supposed to be the Harold Landry type, where you're you're undersized, but I need you to run a really good three-cone if I'm going to believe that you're going to be a good pass rusher, and he didn't pull that off. So for Arden Key, he's a guy that I think a lot of teams might not even have him on the board anyway. Somebody maybe take... Where's, where do you think Arden Key goes? Between... 25 and 60 to somebody. <laughs> such, a, such a big that's, gap. Where, where are yeah, you going to put him? That, that's the kind of the point. I, I don't know because so much depends on the interviews. So much depends on are you comfortable with who Arden Key is as a person that he's going to reach his potential. I mean, he said during the media session at the Combine that he at one point was up to 280. Like, how do you let yourself get up to 280? Uh, and I understand if you have a knee issue and, you know, a lower body issue, you can't do a lot of cardio. Sometimes that happens. He had a shoulder issue. I mean, you can still run. You can still work out to some degree. Uh, you, it, it just, it's hard to really trust this guy. He's blessed with so much talent, but it's hard to trust him that he's going to reach that full potential, and that's going to be the big question with Key. Anybody else on the D-line, on the D-line, on the D-line? Uh, you know, Josh Sweat from Florida State. He, he, uh, he did really well, uh, but with him, it's always going to come down to the medicals uh, with, with the knee. But uh, I thought he tested kind of what we expected. Uh, Those are kind of the guys that you would take a flyer on earlier than you would think. Because doesn't he kind of fit the mold of Danell Hunter or Ngakwe, where it's sort of the long, athletic, undersized, and then they get to the NFL and it's like, hey, look at me rushing the passer. Right, right. And And they show up. He was compared to, uh, Josh Sweat was compared to Jadavion Clowney since high school. Uh, It's just the way they're built. Uh, he forgot to put on 25 pounds. Yeah. But, Clowney uh, was a big boy. Or was so, Clowney, how big was Clowney in college? Uh, 
I don't not that big. Really? I mean, okay. I thought he was like 258. Okay. But he's a lot stronger. He, oh, he is. He is. No question. But again, with sweat, it comes down to the knees. What's going on with that? Um, what about your boy, uh, Leon Jacobs? Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Why are you hating on Jacobs? Now, he's, I, I, uh, hating. Now he's a linebacker. We're on D-line, but he's a linebacker. Well, uh, you, you think he's an off-ball linebacker, not a not like an edge rusher? Uh, I think he's a nickel get, rusher, maybe. Get in a three, go to a three, four team, call him an outside linebacker, and he rushes the passer. Yeah. Uh, and I think he has second round tape. Mm. And I'd never heard of, I hadn't heard of him. I saw the combine numbers. So last night, uh, I, we dialed up some of the good combine guys, and Jacobs was the guy that I was like, holy cow. They can't block the guy. He's, he's relentless. He, he's, he's heavy handed. He's, he's got athleticism. He's There's not no really a turn the corner guy. But he'll power the corner. He can't run around you because I don't think he can corner all that well. Right. But he's so strong. Yeah, he wears you down. Holy cow. Yeah, that's he what was, he does. I mean, Indiana, those poor offensive tackles got walked to their quarterback about 15 times. Mm-hmm. And it's just hut and run through you. It was pretty darn impressive. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Cowboys can't have him because he doesn't fit. But whatever. He's good. Uh, linebackers. Other linebackers. Let's see here. Who do I want to talk about at linebacker? Josie Jewell? What are we doing with Josie Jewell? Um, he tested well say, outside of the 4-8. Yeah. Uh, he tested, I think, just like I thought. Um, not the best you know, 40-yard dash, but everything else was fine. Um, uh, again, you're drafting Josie Jewell for his instincts, not necessarily his athleticism, and he tested just fine for what I'm looking for in a middle linebacker. So he it secured his status as a day two pick and uh, a guy that's going to be, I think, highly sought after. I, I think I came to this realization over just at the combine how much I disliked this linebacker class in the fall and then how much I like it now. I, I, I really think there's some good players. I mean, we know about Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds at the top. Both did really well. And Roquan Smith coming in, what was his measurable? 6'1? Roquan is 6007, so 6'1, 236. Yeah, that's a great time right there. 451. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I hate to see those measurables because that's, I was hoping he might follow me, but uh, that's not going to happen. What about my boy Vanderesh from Boise, man? He's he is number one on my list of I'm going to watch him a hundred times. Yeah, because I've already rewatched him once. Because everybody says the same thing, first or second round guy, and I watched him, and I'm thinking third or fourth round guy. So after being told by the whole world, no, he's better than that. He's better than that. Rewatched him, and I was like, don't see it. He goes to the combine, tests like a monster, big. Strong, fast, quick. Production. It's all there. So I, I will revisit again. He's an ascending player to me. Like I I saw him go. I, I when I watched him initially, saw the first half of the season, I wasn't that impressed. I he was like, eh, he's okay. Good player, not a great player. But then I watched the second half of the season and how he progressed throughout the year. And I, I think just the, the light bulb just continues to illuminate and he's getting better and better. And the physical traits are there. I think the mental traits are really coming along. Van Der Esch, I don't think... It, it should not surprise anybody when he goes in the first round. Yeah. I mean, w- the tape is good. The measurables are good. Uh, it, him as a person, the character is outstanding. Uh, he's an ascending player. And Van Der Esch, uh, for Cowboys fans hoping to get him at 50, that ain't going to happen. Uh, let me Malik, see Malik here. Jefferson tested really well like we expected. 
No surprise there. Um, Lorenzo Rich. Carter from Georgia. Woo. I mean, he could go top 40, top 50, just be, because of the measurable. He's not a top 40 or top 50 player. Where are you player. playing him? I, that's the question. Uh, you kind of you have to be creative with him. Blitz him on some downs, uh, drop him. Uh, he's he's more of a sub package linebacker in my opinion. But uh, with that athleticism, at that size and that length, some teams are going to think differently. And of course, we got to talk about Shaquem Griffin. Yeah, he ran fast. Four three. I mean, I don't he think anybody fast. was expecting a four three eight. And, no, I was expecting four five zero. Yeah, and as good as he is on uh, as fast as he on tape, yeah, it just. Far surpassed that, uh, so he just continues to uh, break down barriers, whatever's in his, and, and he just over, exceeds under, expectations. Over under pick number one ten. I was gonna say one hundred because that's over under one hundred because I early four. I, I I had him. I've always I've had him in the fourth, and I, talking to teams, they've said fourth that's or I fifth. Have I have him in the fourth. Yeah, because again, he's not an every down player. He's a, he's a special teams demon and a sub package linebacker. And well, and that's going to be the last thing because now he's been told you can't do something forever. <laughs> and the last hurdle is I'm right. saying the same thing. He's not a starter. No, he's not an NFL starter. No, because he's not going to be a three down player. Now, when he pulls that one off, I'll have to apologize. Exactly. Like, okay, I doubted you on the wrong thing. And we will both be happy oh, to I'll say be we were so wrong. excited to be yeah. wrong. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm, no, but he can help you on special yeah. teams. He can rush on third down. Oh, he yeah. can cover. He can do all sorts of things. I would love to bring him off the bench and blitz him. Let him drop in coverage. Be that sub package difference maker that I want on my defense. And I think he can do that. I think one thing that we have to keep in mind too is what he brings to the locker room. That energy. That, I mean, he's going to be an uplifting force. Just his presence in the locker room, and that might be for the team might prop him up twenty to thirty picks just based on that. So it would not shock me at all if he goes in a third round, top one hundred, uh, day two pick. It's just a tremendous story that continues to get better and better. Who's higher for you, Rashawn Evans or Vanderesh? Uh, Evans. Okay. But I do. Again, you have them both as twos. I have one twos, both one twos. Oh, you do like these linebackers. Yeah. Where do I you do. have Sitchy? Third, fourth, fourth, fifth, sixth, eighth. He's incomplete right now. It just it depends on the medicals. Yeah. What a coward. Yeah. Well, I, I people need, are tuned I need to in know the for medicals. expertise, and here's a coward. Hey, I can tell you about the tape. I but I it, so much. But he hasn't played a game since last uh, October 2016. So much depends on the medicals and where he's at and there. We didn't even get a chance to see him work out because he's not healthy yet at the combine. Guys so. I'm watching tonight are going to include Oren Burks Good player. from Vanderbilt. Former safety. And Memphis, Gennard Avery. Yeah, he, he's okay. Oh, well, it, shots fired at that poor guy. It, it's kind of different because they used him as an edge rusher later in the season. Oh, and Dorian O'Daniel from Clemson. He's tough because he's basically a safety oh. at Clemson. He's kind of that overhang linebacker who looks like a safety, plays like a safety. I don't know what to do with him. Okay. Um, but or, I think you'll like Oren Books. Oren Burks. I did. DBs. The real athletes. DB. How about Denzel Ward coming in at 5'11? We were worried about 5'10. How about Denzel Ward over Minka Fitzpatrick? What's up? <sighs> How about it? They're I mean, they're close. Minka's not like I don't know that Minka's gonna be an outside corner. He doesn't sound like he wants to play it. He doesn't play it on tape. He sounds like he wants to be a nickel corner. Well, I I mean, I don't care what he wants to do. He's going to be my outside corner. Okay. He's number two on my board. I think Denzel Ward was six. So, okay. I mean, it, there's not a big difference between them. Uh, yeah. Denzel Ward. We're projecting me. What don't you like? We haven't about, seen him outside. 
No, yeah, I mean, but I've seen him in the in the nickel, you know, pedal and turn and transition. And so, if he can do it in the nickel, why can't he do it outside? I just feel better when I've seen it. Sure, I get it. I've watched Denzel Ward outside. I've watched him with big wide receivers. I've watched the ball be in the air down the sideline. I've watched him find it. I've watched him make the pass incomplete. And I know he runs a four three. He's tall enough. At the NFL, Mink is a bigger guy. He's a, he's obviously a more physical guy. And he's I, I, what he brings to the field, just from an intelligence standpoint, the versatility. It's a mismatch game, and when you have a guy like that who uh, you can move around, uh, play inside, play outside, do different things. Such such a value to have something like that, but yeah, again, I love Denzel Ward. Four three two in the forty yard dash, five eleven. The jumps were great. Uh, what's not to like about Denzel Ward? I mean, no, he's not six one, but he's got over thirty one inch arms, and he's he's, he's just a good sized player for the corner position. So, yeah, get me Denzel Ward on my team. He's a top ten lock. I mean, lock it in. I, if I'm wrong, I'll gladly admit it. But he is a top ten lock. Uh, I think Jair Alexander's a first round lock. He I had him in the top twenty and really I, good tape. He, I think he only cemented himself there. Would you say he has great tape two years ago and then really good tape this yeah, year? That's a good way to put it. Was he hurt? Yeah, he had the knee this year and the okay. hand. Okay. So, so he missed I only, only played in like six games. And but I mean they rushed him back way too early. Sub four seconds in the short shuttle runs a four three eight. Over five ten, Jair Alexander's a first round. Who lock. do you? Uh, right. I, I think we have Mike Hughes. Yeah, unless that's something's, what I was gonna ask unless ask something's, you about. I have them. What do you call it? Tags touching mm-hmm. Hughes and Alexander. I think I'm going to put Alexander higher mm. because I think he offers the versatility to play whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Hughes is going to be more of if you're drafting him, you better let him play press corner. That's right. what he does. Jair Alexander, I think, you can pick him whatever you're running. You want man, you want zone, what do you want? I don't care. He can do it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I had them both in the teens in my first draft board. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if I flip them uh, this time. Uh, Josh Jackson. What was your order the first eh, time? I had Hughes like 14 and Alexander 19, okay. something like that. So. And now it's closer? Yeah, it's closer. Yeah. I mean, Hughes did not run as fast as I expected. Not that that's going to change much. Not that I, I'm not, I'm not going to ding Hughes for running a four five three or whatever it was, but I do feel a lot better about Alexander than I did. Four three eight. Yeah, even though the size, I mean, neither of them, they're both like just a hair over five ten, so two. Hughes shorter was a little corners. smaller than I thought. I thought Hughes would be bigger than Ward. Mm, yeah. And when he's not, that made sorting out the corners a little easier for right, me. Right. Right. But uh, I think we we both agree the top. If we don't include Minka, the top three corners in this draft are Ward, Hughes, and Alexander. Uh, you know, maybe different order, but those are the top three corners. Yes, and then Jackson's really interesting, but I think Jackson's limited in what he can do too. Yeah, he I is. don't want Jackson playing man coverage. I no. want Jackson playing cover three. Yeah, run exactly. backwards and pick the ball off. Exactly, that's you, your job. Yeah, keep an eye on both the receiver and, learn to and, the, and the quarterback. And yeah, uh, for the right team, he is a first round value, but he just won't be for everybody. Uh, Dante Jackson, blazing. I mean, he's been my pick for the fastest 40 yard dash this year, and he didn't disappoint with a 4 3 2, tied with uh, a few other guys, including Denzel Ward. Um, Dude, Justin Reed, what a combine. Yeah, man. I, Brothers in the NFL, Stanford. He's tape even, could be better. The tape's not. It's, it's, kinda, I gave it's him a fourth round or third, fourth based on tape. I think that's where I, I have him in one of those rounds. I don't have it pulled up, but I have him in one of those rounds. So now is he a three because he's that sort of athlete? Do you take off the hyphen? He's the one I'm going back to. Um, I need to go back and see the tape. Uh, but based on initial viewing, game of third, fourth, it just, I don't know. I, 
wasn't that impressed. You're a Jordan Whitehead guy, the Pittsburgh dude. Yeah, I am. 5'10", 198, short arms, little hands. That's all he did at the combine. Does that hurt? No, I mean, I think he did, he did some of the positional drills. and His T-Rex he, arms. He did okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got some Buda Baker to him, and that's why I like him. Okay. Um, Tavares McFadden. What, Florida State guys struggled a little bit. It made me uh, proud to already Tate. have him in the third when, uh, when the combine kicked off. Oh, yeah. Quentin Meeks. He's a better athlete than I thought. Did he? But he didn't run the forty, right? Quentin Meeks. He no, he did not run the forty. And there's a reason he didn't run the forty. Right. His three cone was great. His jumps were great. Uh, measurements were great. Look, cornerback is a stopwatch position. Yeah. NFL teams care about corners. On tape, 40 I have speed. him in the four sixes at right at corner. Right. And, and that could hurt. I have a three four on him. Okay. I don't know with Stanford DBs and giving them three fours, but yeah, I wasn't a big meat. I had fan, a four but, on him on tape, and yeah. I know that a lot of people really, really love him. So we're not going to represent everybody here, but yeah, I, I guess I would like to see his forty time because I suspect it's in the mid four sixes. But you wait for pro day, you get a handheld timer, and maybe you run a four five nine, huh? That's the goal. <laughs> How about a Holton Hill? So Holton Hill's my guy. Over six one and a half, hundred ninety six pounds, thirty two inch arms, ran a four four nine. Uh, six eight three in the three cone, and if he was clean off the field, he's a top forty, top forty five guy. If he uh, could pass tests, and which, I'm not talking about school. I don't know. There's a few of these guys. I'm eager to hear if they pass their combine drug test. Oh, there's, there's a few of these guys. So all of Alabama gets to go to the combine, huh? Anthony Averett, Tony Brown, Levi Wallace, Minka Fitzpatrick. You just if you go to Bama, you go to the combine, huh? Well, they're all like former five star guys. Yeah. All right. Um, who else we got to save? Jesse, Jesse Bates, I thought, did okay. Um, I think he cemented himself as a top five uh, safety in this class. I got to watch the Arizona kid, Dane Crookshank. <sighs> Great name. Um, 6 1, 2 10, 4 4 1. Good jumps, good three cone. Our boy, uh, Rashawn Golden, struggled. And that's one of those where I'll go back and watch. But I had him at the end of two. Now I got him in the seventh. Yeah. Uh, I might drop him five spots. Give he's me, a good player. Me, he's a good, a very good player on tape. That's that's. He's a good player. It's one of those things that's, that's going to win over. This year's Desmond King. That's fine. Right. You don't want him? Cool. I'll take him later than I should have got him. It'll be great. Absolutely. I love it. I'm done. You got anything else? No, I think we wore out the listeners. We did it. Hey, congrats. The combine's over, and we'll see you next week on Trust the Tape. Today, in the comment section, leave your favorite dinosaur. Uh, I was wearing Stegosaurus socks Extinct yesterday. or still around? What dinosaurs are still? Are you like crocodiles? I, was, I, I thought I might actually get a real answer from you. Oh, uh, well, I have seen a pterodactyl. Okay, yeah, I've seen a pterodactyl Wingspan. in a buddy's uh, creek hmm. when I was eighteen. That's what I was looking for. From I you. was drunk, <laughs> but I saw a pterodactyl. Leave your favorite uh, dinosaur in the comment section and five star review this thing, or else we love you all. Thanks at JC one zero five three on Twitter at DP Brugler on Twitter. Jeff and Dane out of here. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.